One of my top priorities is giving my children a childhood they don't have to recover from, or at least doing the best I can to make that happen. Research tells us that negative body image reduces the quality of life, but when do we need to start thinking about it in relation to our children? How do you help young kids take the path to positive body image? And at what age do we need to start to worry about it? Our guest in this episode has the answers to these questions, and some of them will shock you. Welcome, Dr. Stephanie Damiano. Thanks, Sam. It's nice to be chatting with you today. I am a research psychologist um, with a specific interest in children's body image, um, and I hold an honorary research fellow position at La Trobe University in Melbourne. How did you end up doing this? Like, what was it that drove you to want to find out what makes kids tick? So towards the end of my PhD, I started working with a leading researcher in the body dissatisfaction and eating disorder prevention space. And the work was largely around understanding how children develop their body image and um, all the related factors with that. Um, And I guess it really fueled a desire for me um, to want to make a difference to how the next generation are growing up um, in their body and how they're feeling about their body. What age do kids start to realise or develop a body image, an internal idea of what their body is like? So it's thought that around the age of um, four is when they start to get a sense of their body image. So I think parents and um, educators are probably aware of when they sort of see a shift in children where they might start noticing themselves a bit more in the mirror or thinking that they look nice or just show a bit more interest in how they look. Um, So importantly, body image isn't always the negative. So we don't have to be thinking, oh gosh, they're feeling negatively about themselves at this point. Um, But it just sort of comes through, I guess, as a bit more of a, almost like a pride in their appearance. They just start to show a different interest. Um, What we also tend to see around this age and and a little bit earlier, um, particularly in the research, we see quite consistently that around the age of three, children start to, or they can start to develop some pretty strong weight attitudes and weight stereotypes around bodies. And the way that tends to look is that they attribute positive characteristics to thin bodies and negative characteristics to large bodies. And that's already starting to form in those sort of early childhood years. So they're their sort of broader attitudes, but then their own body image starts to develop around that, but a little bit later, around the age of four. My impulse here is to want to say, oh my God, that's that's shocking, that's hor- horrific. But I'm guessing this is part of the development of a kid and it's neither positive nor negative at this age. I mean, is, is that correct? Is this a thing that kids kind of have to go through? So in terms of developing their body image, I'd say that's correct. So we know that body image isn't necessarily always negative. So there's positive feelings towards the body as well. And so that tends to be the first thing that starts to develop in children. When it comes to weight attitudes though, and in particular those weight stereotypes, that can be more of a problem, not necessarily um, immediately at that age, but it can increase over time. And so where the risk with that lies is that that can impact how they treat other children or other people. So that's where we might see things like appearance teasing happening um, for and that children in um, a large body are more at risk of this and the research shows that. 
But then also for these children, if they internalize those weight stereotypes, so they use that as a benchmark to judge their own body, as their bodies grow and change, um, then they're more likely to experience body dissatisfaction if they hold those weight stereotypes for themselves. At what age are we talking about then when when people start to develop kind of attitudes towards it rather than just it being an, an awareness? There's research that suggests that around the age of six can be a time where body dissatisfaction can start to develop. And what we tend to see is that in girls, this tends to play out as a desire to want to be thinner than they are. And for boys, it tends to be a desire to want to be more muscular than they are. Um, And we see that that can then sort of increase, um, you know, throughout their childhood years, those, um, I guess, that body dissatisfaction. It's so young though. What what are the factors that cause these kind of attitudes? So there's a whole range of factors that can influence a child's body image um, and there's a whole range of, I guess, biological, psychological and sociocultural factors that contribute. And some of those, particularly the sociocultural factors, are things that we can try to work to modify um, and change the way that they impact a child's body image. So when we consider sort of sociocultural factors, the three main ones are peers, media and family. And so as I touched on earlier, with um, peers where they can have an impact is around that appearance teasing So what's happening within a peer group, what sort of comments are going on around appearance. Um, But also in friendship groups, it's how are they talking about bodies? How are they talking about food? How are they engaging with food together? We sometimes hear about things around like diet clubs and, and, you know, those sorts of unhelpful behaviours. And then a way that we can sort of, I guess, target that peer influence is within the school environment most often. So that's why... At Butterfly, we have a lot of education programs that schools can implement to shift that peer environment. Um, But then the other big one is media. So I think we all know that media often presents very unrealistic and unattainable appearance ideals. And we see a lot of weight stigma and weight stigmatizing messages coming through media. And children's media is not exempt from this. Some of our favorite TV shows um, that children are watching all the time from a really young age have some of those really subliminal messages around weight and shape and food. What sort of shows? I have kids of like all different ages and the youngest one is just starting to watch play school. I feel like that's pretty safe. I feel like play school is pretty okay. safe. They they like to, they probably do pretty good with diversity in general. Yeah, um, and I think their approach is generally pretty good. I'm not okay. sure if I'm allowed to name and shame no, um, okay. any no, particular no, no. shows. There just tends to be in, in children's media, what we tend to see is that there's usually, um, you know, the hero to the story is often pretty and clever and or handsome and so they sort of fit this stereotype um and what we tend to see is that a villain has some sort of um appearance visual difference um whether that be a scar or um some sort of mark or something that that makes them visually 
um, different, uh, or we tend to see them in a larger body. Um, and then there's also this kind of, uh, I guess, character that we tend to see where sort of the the dopey, funny um, sort of character, often sidekick character, is in a larger body. And they tend to sometimes be a bit gluttonous or um, something like that. And so it, what it does is it creates this, I guess, commentary around how bodies are related to Per, like a person's characteristics when we know that that's not the case because we know that people exist in all different body shapes and sizes and can be and do whatever they want in that body. Um, so we tend to see a lot of those messages come through in children's media. I can think of so many that, like, I can't think of any that don't fit that. Well, I mean, there's a few. There are, and there are definitely a few that are coming through that are trying to not send those messages. And I think they're doing quite a good job. It would be good if we had like, you know, how there's the Bechdel test for women in movies and things like that. It'd be good if we had something that was that simple for kids' body image in shows, but that's a whole and other PhD, I reckon. <laughs> I think so. And it's also around how food and eating is conveyed in a lot of children's media as well. So there tends to be, um, there's one show that I love my kids watching, but there is often a commentary around you know, oh, we shouldn't be eating ice cream. There's too much sugar in that. Or, you know, we yeah. need to sort of work that off. And and it's and I think a lot of those messages get put into children's media to appeal to parents um, and adults that are watching that with children. But I think when we take a look at like overall and all the messages that children are exposed to, over time, it starts to create, I guess, a dialogue and a thinking pattern around, you know, well, these foods are good and those foods are bad and, you know, we need to compensate when we're eating, you know, those bad foods or unhealthy foods or how, you yeah. know, all that sort of dialogue around it. But when does this become a problem for kids? You've got this body image and awareness of that your body is unique and it's yours and, you know, different. it's different to other kids. When does that become a problem? It can become a problem really at any age. So we know that anyone at any age in any body of any gender can experience body dissatisfaction. Um, when we look to the research, we see that pretty consistently about 50% of pre-adolescent girls are reporting body dissatisfaction. So that's sort of the age 8 to 11. Um, but we did a study uh, we did a survey in our development of Butterfly Body Bright and it was with adults who had a lived experience of developing body image and or eating um, concerns during their primary school years. And what that showed was that about 35% reported body image concerns starting at the age of five to six. The program that Steph just mentioned, Butterfly Body Bright, that's one that she is managing for Butterfly Foundation. It's a primary school-based program, and it aims to promote healthy attitudes and behaviours towards the body, eating, and physical activity in children so they can thrive both at school and then in life. The Body Bright curriculum is evidence-based, and it's mapped to health and physical education curriculums, and primary schools can register for free. And I'll put more details about that in the show notes. What does body dissatisfaction look like in, in young boys and girls? When we sort of think about when to sort of be concerned um, and what to look out for, I think it's looking for changes. Um, so is a child suddenly experiencing 
feelings of body dissatisfaction more. So are they wishing that they looked like somebody else more? Are they looking at themselves in the mirror with a bit more critique? Um, Are they attaching their self-worth or their value to their body shape, size or the way that they look? So are they more frequently thinking about or commenting on food or eating uh, or body weight or shape or size? Um, And then I think like I guess a really big red flag would be are they talking about or actively wanting to change either their eating habits or their physical activity um, or their body in some way? For me, the idea of success as a parent is that you give the kids a childhood that they don't have to recover from. For me, that's my driving force, I say, I think, behind how I want to raise my kids. What can adults do to help develop a positive body image in kids? And I guess it's something we have to start doing really early. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there are so many different things that adults can do to support a child's body image. I probably want to touch on three of the sort of big overarching ones. Firstly, it's about role modeling. So role modeling is really important. And by that, I mean the language that adults use around bodies is so important. So we want adults to try to avoid speaking negatively about bodies, their own body and that of the people around them. So don't criticize the person walking down the street. Don't criticize yourself in the mirror because children take that on. They see that. Instead of saying something like, oh, I'm going to the gym to try to lose weight, try saying something like, I'm going to the gym to help my heart be healthy or to stretch out my muscles. Instead of saying, I'm going to go for a walk to work off the donut I just ate, try saying, let's go for a walk to enjoy some sunshine, if you're lucky enough to have sunshine on that day. Um, And then thinking about the language that you're using around food and eating as well. So trying not to refer things that are, you know, good for us or bad for us. Um, Secondly, I think it's being mindful of how you talk to a child about their body and their eating. So we want to avoid teasing about appearance Um, And we know that, you know, within families, there's often those, you know, things that are are meant with affection a lot of the time, but they're often comments about a body that stick with a person. I think, I don't think I've ever met anyone who can't remember a comment that they received about their body growing up that has stuck with them, Um, whether it be good or bad. But I think everyone sort of has something that they remember somebody saying about their appearance at some point. Um, And I think also, it's avoiding things like, um, you know, when they're eating, it's like, oh, if you eat more of that, you're going to get fat or ever encouraging a child to lose weight. We never want to encourage children to go on a diet unless, of course, there's, you know, intolerances or something that's affecting them health-wise. Um, and then I think another key one is about avoiding comparing their body to others. So we see this a lot amongst siblings, peers, cousins. Um, that can be really harmful. And then I think the third one, so the the sort of third big one, would be helping a child to appreciate that they are more than their body and how it looks. So help them to celebrate who they are as a person. What are their strengths? What are their interests? What makes them unique and special? Um, And also helping them to appreciate what their body allows them to do for them. So it might be something as simple as my eyes helped me see, you know, beautiful flowers at the park today. Or I love that my body allows me to give you a big hug. Um, 
So it's having those sorts of conversations with children. Um, we've certainly got more tips within our Body Bright families resources, um, but they would sort of be the the top three kind of main things that I think adults can do. Yeah. Well, and I'll definitely put a link to the, those resources in the show notes as well. So please have a look at the show notes and check those out. Um, your, your attitude towards diverse bodies in other people often is directed right back. I can remember walking through a big department shop a while ago and I looked across, you know, across the the level and I saw this person looking back at me. Like my initial thing was to judge this person entirely on how they look. And then I realized that I was in this place and all of the walls were mirrors. And so I internally fat shamed myself for looking at myself in the mirror. Despite all of this work that I've done, I still have these this prejudice against people who look exactly the way I do. So what can adults do for kids at a young age to help them to accept others, I suppose, and accept that that there is nothing wrong with people who look different to them? Yeah, absolutely. And it's so challenging. Weight stigma is one of the the biggest challenges that we face in this space because there's so much ingrained thinking around it and it's really difficult to shift. But I think what we can help children do is to celebrate diversity. So from a really young age, we want them to celebrate diversity in everything, in the way that people look, the things that people like, um, the things that bodies can do. Um, So I think that that would be a really um, important point is about helping them to show respect to anybody in anybody um, so that we try not to make judgments about people based on how they look. It is, I, and I guess, I mean, more specifically, are there any things that you help with parents or help kids do that you would be able to share with us um, in, in terms of um, acceptance? I think, again, it comes down to language. So it's around, you know, we often hear from parents a concern of, oh, what do I say if my child points out somebody in the street that has, you know, really bright hair or is in a larger body or, like, how do we deal with that? Um, And I always go back to the idea of just saying, yeah, that's their body and their body is different to your body and your body is different to my body and all bodies are different and that's okay. I wonder what they're doing today or I wonder, you know, what that person likes to do or sort of shifting that attention around that that person's appearance is the most important thing about them. I think that's a pretty good place to start with that kind of thing. As a parent, what should we be looking for before we start to get concerned about a child's developing body image. So I think aside from some of those other things I mentioned earlier in relation to looking for changes in how they talk about bodies and stuff, but I think ensuring that if a child is starting to talk in that way, listening to them and really acknowledging what they're feeling, um, so not just dismissing it and saying, oh, but you're beautiful and you've got nothing to worry about or making comments like that. So it might be saying something like, oh, I'm sorry that you feel that way about your body. Um, And then you might want to find out more. So it might be saying something like, um, I'm interested to understand why you're thinking or feeling that uh, so that you can gain a better understanding of what might be going on. I think particularly for young children, um, those really sort of early childhood years, sometimes kids will just say things, they're repeating things that they've heard. So you want to sort of be clear that 
what they're saying is not just something that they've heard, but it's something that they are thinking or feeling for themselves. Um, you know, it might be the case that there is some form of appearance teasing going on, which you would want to address. Um, and I think in that case, you always want to make it really clear to a child that the teasing is the problem, not their body. Yeah. Um, so their like body that. doesn't need to change. The teasing behavior is what needs to change. It's the fact that um, other kid has decided they want to have a go at you about anything. It's not yeah. necessarily about the thing that they've chosen. No, and that's the thing. And I think kids, they have a tendency to just comment on anything that's different to them. Oh, yeah. um, so it's, and it's not always necessarily meant with, you know, malicious intent, but they just notice that something's different and it's like, oh, that's different to, to me and I'm going to comment on that. Um, yeah, right. So I think it's about trying to help children build a resilience to that, to say, well, people are going to say all sorts of things, um, but that doesn't mean that that's the way you are or that doesn't mean that you need to take that on. Um, yeah, okay. And so I think then, like, obviously for a, a parent or guardian, if they are concerned, reach out for support and intervention as early as possible. We know that early intervention can really help to redirect a young person's journey with their body. Um, so, you know, reaching out to a trusted GP or paediatrician, obviously the Butterfly Helpline, um, but then also for, for teachers or educators or sports coaches or anyone who's working with young people, if you start to have concerns about a child that you work with, um, raise those concerns with a parent or guardian as soon as possible and privately not with the child around. And we're becoming more and more aware of kids who are different, who don't conform with the norm. How does that affect uh, body image? Because uh, I guess it is specifically related to their bodies. Yeah, so we know that I guess any child or person who feels that they don't fit the um, the ideals in society, those those you know typical appearance ideals, um, at a, they're at a greater risk of body dissatisfaction. And particularly when we look at uh, gender identity for those that don't fit that that binary, um, they can also be at an increased risk. So we don't have a lot of research in this space in relation to children, but there is some emerging evidence um, that suggests that children whose identity is different to their birth assigned sex are more likely to experience body dissatisfaction. And it tends to be related to that dissonance between how they see themselves and their gender and their anatomy. Um, and that can then impact their overall experience and then what they may face. Um, there's certainly a lot more to learn in this space. Um, and particularly if we look at the growing research in older groups, um, we can see that different body ideals exist within different groups in the LGBTIQ plus community. Um, and so we don't know yet how that um, potentially plays out throughout childhood because we don't have enough of the evidence yet. But we do know that they, they are likely to be at an increased risk of body dissatisfaction. Awesome, Steph. Thank you so much for that. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Sam. I really appreciate you having a chat today. If you're interested in finding out more about Steph's work, there's a link to the Body Bright program in the show notes. You can find the show notes in the app that you're using to listen to this podcast right now. Just scroll to the bottom and we've got all the links down there. 
If you need support right now, the best place to start is the Butterfly National Helpline on 1-800-334673 or 1-800-ED-HOPE. I'm Sam Iken. You can find out more about me and what I do at ikenmedia.au. Until next time, thanks for your company.